0: Welcome back to the Animal Cloud podcast, where we dive into the animal health and what the world of animals looks like. Today's guest is Trenton Montero, a professional bareback rider. Trenton, could you please tell us more about yourself?
1: I grew up in Winnemucca, Nevada, on a cattle ranch. My dad rodeoed, and you know, I don't really ever remember wanting to be a rodeo cowboy. I just pretty much always wanted to do that. I'd watch uh, Bull Ride and Only tapes as a kid and would travel the rodeos with my dad, and enter the sheep riding. You know, I got pretty involved from a young age. Growing up on a cattle ranch, I was always riding horses, always around horses that just, I mean, I literally rode horses before I knew how to walk. (laughs) That's not even an exaggeration. (laughs) So yeah, it just kind of seemed natural to get involved in rodeo. You know, most ranch kids uh, do some sort of rodeo, whether they rope or ride bucking horses or bulls. So pretty much it just kind of became a lifestyle for me. I go to close to hundred rodeos a year, constantly traveling on the road. And with rodeo, you don't get paid unless you place, unless you place high enough in the rodeo to win a check. So, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a roller coaster lifestyle, but it's really exciting a lot of fun. So that's, uh, kind of the basics this is basically, uh, I compete in the bareback riding events. That's where you don't have a saddle, you just have a rig and handle and you have to stay on the horse for eight seconds, these are wild horses that don't really want you on their back so they're. Uh, jumping and kicking and trying to throw you off and you're trying to stay in control of the horse and make it look as pretty as possible, basically basically you're taking a completely uncontrolled situation and you're trying to make it look like you're in control. <laughs> so uh,
0: like crisis management oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, you uh, you're trying to just look pretty and make the horse look as good as possible, and and so you you need a good horse. Obviously, you know, you, you don't really want to draw a weak horse that's easy to ride. You want a horse that that is going to test you as much as possible. Is uh, so at the end of the ride? The judge. If you make the eight seconds, the judge is going to give you a score. He's going to score uh, zero to 50 points based on how hard the horse is to ride. And then zero to 50 points based on how well you rode it.
0: That's really cool. It sounds really intense. And I definitely didn't know about this type of competition before talking to you. So thank you for enlightening me a little bit more on the rodeo life. So going back to everything that you do with rodeo and being a professional bareback rider, what would you say your daily routine is and just the life on the rodeo?
1: So it's, it's really hard to get into a real specific routine of rodeo because you're just on the road so much. You know, some days you might not really have to travel anywhere. And so it's more kick back, relax. And some days you might be just driving all day long to get to the next place or trying to hop a flight or something. But uh I wake up, you know, usually later in the morning because rodeos are usually later in the evening and you're usually doing a little bit of driving that night to get a little ways down the road. And I try to eat a really good breakfast. That's kind of the important starts my day. Whether it's an afternoon performance or an evening performance in Canada, I usually try to eat a, a pretty big breakfast. And then uh, usually we're driving, I'm doing a lot of traveling the day before the rodeo or the day of the rodeo. And then uh I'll have a light lunch, usually don't eat too heavy, just something small. And then get there about an hour and a half before the radio starts, start getting my equipment together. Uh, The first thing I do is I put a little bit of rosin on my rigging handle. And that, you know, kind of contrary to what most people think, it actually helps get your hand out of the rigging (laughs) more than anything. It kind of um, takes away a little bit of the, um, kind of a little bit of the grease that might kind of collect on your leather and everything. I always do a really rigorous stretching routine. Uh, that's really important to staying healthy. You know, I'm usually not going to do like a big, you know, workout the day of a competition, but uh, do a maybe a light warm up and then stretching. Most important, and then I'll start putting a tape on my arm about 30 minutes before. Every bareback rider tapes their arm because of the torque they take on their elbow. So you're taping basically all the way from your wrist, all the way up into your bicep area. And then uh, I wear a brace, uh, over top the tape, and then I'll put an extra layer of tape. It takes probably a good 15 minutes or so to tape my arm. And then uh, pretty much just putting my equipment on and everything, my protective gear and everything, and getting ready to compete. And then uh, after I ride, either most of the time I'm jumping back in the car and heading down the road the next one or head to the airport to catch a flight.
0: Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot that goes into just life on the rodeo tour and making sure that you go to all these different events and that you're taking care of yourself as well as taking care of business. So going along with that, how would you say that professional riding is viewed and how do you think it differs with the reality of being on the rodeo life?
1: Well, there's kind of this uh, old image of the rodeo cowboy, just this guy who's just partying hard all the time, just chasing girls and staying up way too late and everything. And while there are, you know, that uh, there is a little bit of that around rodeo and everything. It's really become an athletic competition where you gotta stay in shape. You gotta eat healthy. You can't be staying up late all night. You gotta be at peak athletic performance to be able to compete with these guys because everyone's just putting so much effort into this and the horses have gotten so much better um you know you're getting almost every time you get on you're getting on a really good horse that's going to really test you so i'd say that a lot of people don't really picture rodeos as being just these athletes that are just in the gym all the time and you know trying to eat as healthy as possible eat really nutritious meals and everything and that's that's really what we are for the most part you know we we like to have, have fun every once in a while and lay back but but when you're going to 100 rodeos a year and traveling and everything, you, you, know, you got to stay pretty focused most of the time.
0: Absolutely, especially with just making sure that your elbow, right, you've got to wrap it properly. You've got to make sure that that's taken care of. you got to make sure that you're ready to compete because it is a competition. So that's really interesting. Thank you for bringing it up. Also, one thing that I wanted to ask is what made you choose fairback riding?
1: So um, as a kid, you know, I just enjoyed all the riding events in general. I always liked the events where you had the stay on for eight seconds, the bull riding, the bareback riding, the saddle bronc riding. Um, That's always what I was drawn to. I think just the adrenaline and just the the thrill of it kind of pulled me that way. And my dad had a big influence on me too. He rode saddle bronc horses. So I always liked the bucking horses and bulls. So in high school and college, I actually competed in all three of those events. I did a little bit of roping too, but it was never really my thing. (laughs) I uh, never was super competitive at it, but yeah, high school and college I did all three and really enjoyed all of them. Just I progressed the fastest at bareback riding. It was kind of the, just the event I was having the most success at. So I kind of stuck to it and I rode bulls professionally for a little bit, but injuries kind of caught up with me doing two of the roughest events and, and really, Rodeo, really anything, though. (laughs) two of the the roughest things you can do if your body, you know, kind of, kind of caught up with me and uh, had a few concussions and things like that, and uh, had a pretty, pretty uh, bad herniation in my back, a herniated disc in my back, and kind of all that, just kind of step back and say, okay, do do I want to ride bulls and barebacks and tear my body up completely while I'm still young, or do I, Want to maybe uh, just pick one event and see if I can do this for a lot longer without without totally destroying myself. So, <laughs> so that kind of made me make a decision, and bareback riding was just the event I was doing the best at. So, figured I had the best opportunity to go further there.
0: I am so sorry about that. I know it's really hard when you really love competing and you're having to make this difficult choice between a sustainable future or just like keep going and keep pushing strong so i really admire that you were able to really just have a come to jesus moment with yourself and really think about life because that is not something that everybody can do
1: yeah i know it, it you know and it's it's i do miss bull riding but um at the same time you know i kind of appreciate you know not being the s or all the time and everything so it's it was definitely the right decision looking back that's great
0: i know that one thing about rodeo and this is from a completely outsider perspective so feel free to educate me because I want to be educated as much as possible about this industry or else I wouldn't be doing this but I know that there's a pretty big misconception about uh, rodeo life and just that it's like harmful to the animals how would you say that that is incorrect
1: so these animals are I mean anyone who's involved in western lifestyle who ranches who competes in rodeo horse shows or anything like that knows just how important these animals are to you you know so the animals are given the best care possible i mean these animals they're hauling down the road not you know not going to as many events as we are but they're going down the road and they're they're competing at you know probably 15 20 events a year and these contractors are completely reliant on these animals perform the best of their ability if their animals don't buck then they're not going to get invited back to bring their animals again so they're taking the best care possible of these animals you know I mean you you notice as a rider if an animal isn't hasn't been fed real well you can tell and you're you're thinking in your head this horse isn't going to buck and sure enough 90% of the time it's not going to buck if it doesn't look like it's receiving the proper nutrition same as an animal that's getting overweight you know he kind of noticed that and <laughs> So the, these animals have to, they're, they're athletes too, and they have to be in peak athletic performance to be able to compete. So these stock on tractors, they're, they're supplementing their animals. They're, I mean, they, these animals are eating a lot better and being treated a lot better than most people's horse in their backyard. So, and I know there's a lot of misconception about the flank strap. You know, you hear a lot of like, Oh, they put a flank strap tightly around the animal's crotch area. <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, thinking, you know, the animal's not going to want to buck if you were to do that. So basically, it's especially of horses, there's a natural tendency to kick out when something jumps around their, their flank area, their waist area. And they kick out of it. That's kind of a natural reflection. So basically, the flank strap is made of sheep wool, and it's a, it's a wool strap that goes around the horse's waist area. And it, basically, the horse is just trying to kick that off. And buck that off the whole time basically more than anything it's a safety issue because a lot of times if the horse is just focused on the rider trying to throw the rider off can cause the animal to fall and hurt itself or the rider um so it kind of helps balance it out the horse kicking more than trying to rear up um because that can get really dangerous when a horse is rearing over like that
0: absolutely and thank you so much for talking about this misconception i know it's not necessarily easy to talk about it when something that you love is being misconstrued if somebody asked you about these misconceptions how would you kind of teach them that no like these animals are being treated with proper care
1: um well i would start by inviting them to you know come out and hang out at a rodeo and visit with stock contractor or anything and kind of view it for themselves you know because you see you know Videos and stuff of people talking about rodeo and everything and how bad it is and for for the animals and everything. But you know, unless you kind of see it for yourself, it's kind of hard to make an opinion. And just you know, talk to them about how uh, these animals are athletes and they need to receive the top care possible. And they're extremely valuable to these contractors and everything. I mean, some of these bucking horses now are selling for a hundred thousand dollars. So. <laughs> you know, something that's that valuable, you're not going to treat poorly.
0: Absolutely. And then kind of going on to the lighter side of things, what is the number one question that your fans ask you?
1: See, I've been asked, uh, uh, I guess one question I get asked a lot is just about, you know, travel and everything. I think uh, people are surprised when they hear, oh, you're from Nevada and you're all the way in, alabama or florida or something and you know people still, you know realize just how much traveling is involved in rodeo you know and so yeah i just everyone is competing in the same they, they have the road the prca does divide into different circuits different regions um, but contestants really can compete across any circuit they want so in order to be competitive and make the national finals and everything you got to all over the country so you're going you might be in florida one day and catching a flight to go to arizona or montana the next day so you're doing a lot of jumping around a lot of traveling
0: what was your favorite place to travel to
1: let's see so i enjoy i just got back from the ram national circuit finals in florida and that's always a lot of fun usually when i qualify for that my family goes and watches and everything, and we'll go to the beach and everything. It's just kind of nice, especially this time of year. It's pretty windy and cold still at home, so it's nice to get down there and enjoy a little bit of the sun. Also kind of nice because a lot of times, like I said, you're you're in a place just for a few hours to compete, and then you're back on the road, and there it's kind of a multi-go-around where you're there for the whole week, so it's kind of nice to be in one spot and actually kind of enjoy some of the sights around there and everything.
0: So do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else that you think you really want people to know about either you, bareback riding, rodeos, life?
1: One thing I think a lot of people don't understand about rodeo too is just kind of how tight knit uh, we are as a group. You know, it's kind of, it kind of is a family. Um, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but, <laughs> but it really is. We're all competing against each other. You know, my buddy will be riding a horse and if he, if he rides it well, then he's going to butt me out of the money. I'm not going to get a paycheck, but I'm still there helping him out, rooting. because I know he'd do the same thing for me. you know. So um, I've seen guys, a horse starts jumping around the chute and breaks their rigging, and they don't have a rigging handle to ride with, and someone's loaning them their their rigging, putting it on the same horse, knowing that horse might go ahead and smash their rigging too, but they're willing to risk that to help their friend out it's kind of kind of this weird thing with rodeo you just because they are a rodeo competitor too you kind of know they're they're a good person even if you don't personally know them so you might uh someone might come up to you and say they need a ride to get to the airport in a town and um three hours down the road and you've never met them in your life but you know they're they're uh rodeo competitors like you and sure hop in we'll get to know each other on the road and (laughs) there's a lot of that and everything uh so it's, it's kind of a funny thing like that. It's just uh, we're all real tight. We're all real close to each other for the most part.
0: That's wonderful. It sounds just very supportive and very very much like a family, as you said. And you don't yeah. really often get that with people who are competing against each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different, definitely a different atmosphere from a lot of other sports and competitions. You know, every, everyone's rooting for each other and everyone's helping each other out.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Trenton. I really enjoyed talking to you today and just learning more about radio. I know I've probably been to one or two radios in my life, so this is really exciting just to get to know more about this world and learn more about things that I haven't really known before. So thank you so much.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Anytime. And then to our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you learned just as much as I did, and I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Thank you again, Trenton. If any of you want to connect with us and learn more about the Animal Cloud community, please check out our website at www.animal.cloud or connect with us on LinkedIn at Animal Cloud Device Connectivity. An exciting new thing, we changed our Instagram name, so it is now Animal Cloud Campus. So please go check that out as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.